<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey, side work listeners. Brooke and I are super, super excited to announce our merch is finally here. We have one super cool ringer tee, two posters in two different sizes available now. Go to Instagram, hit that merch bubble, see what size you might want, see what poster you want. If you're interested, go ahead and DM us for details or go ahead and email us at sideworkpod at gmail.com and we'll get that order rolling. Yeah, we're kind of like a food cart right now, guys. We're doing it kind of old school, um, scrapping it together, but we want to send you that merch for now for the holidays whenever you want it. We love you guys. We're so excited to push this out to make this available for you. So head over to Instagram and check it out. I know, I know we're supposed to intro like after we start, like yeah, after not from the beginning, but I think if, if you guys are just joining us, we're just wrapping up our David Anders <laughs> interview, which is not true. Uh, <laughs> sometimes uh, in, in the pandemic world, we've all been faced with the challenges that uh, the digital world uh, combined, you know, colliding with it. Uh, yeah. Makes us all crazy. Makes us want to pull our hair out and light things on fire. Oh, yeah. And light what? your hair on fire. What that you too. What are you trying to say? Nothing. Uh, um, burn your hair, man. I was it's not working. I was born with this six head lady. You got that? <laughs> me and I Neil. Know. Me and Neil Patrick Harris. Since I've birth. Got a, I just learned what that was. I just fucking learned what that was. It's a five I head. Know. I call it a five yeah, yeah. head. You can go all the way up to eight if you want to. You can. Further. But but the but the deal is, I've got a three head. I've got a little one. You do, man. Pull them back. Uh, pull, pull them back now. That's it. Well, yeah. It's, what is it? It's not that much. It's not that oh, much it's real estate. It's, yes. it's, is that what that means? Yeah. So like, <laughs> it looks like I'm receding. So like, my, me and like my buddy Ethan Embry, we have the same. We have the same hairline. His is his is more so, but he's had it since he was like six. A, chi- so, a child. And it hasn't gone anywhere. Um, it's it's very for anyone listening. Uh, we're talking about your forehead. Uh, that thing, no, you know, five that, to seven head. <laughs> yes, and David's a five to seven head. I'm a three head. Andrea, I think you've got a forehead. I got, a, I just got a forehead. You're just wait. Is that wait? Is that why they're called wait? We okay. We just blew your mind.
Also, I have to say it was about a 25, 25 minute uh, tech gambit with David, who then was who dared to dared to um, criticize my computer, uh, accusing me of a refurbished Dell. Dude, she got, uh, a, she got what, a refurbished Dell down there at the <laughs> Slauson Swap Me. <laughs> but it, it reminded me of a true story while I was waiting tables in Brooklyn. We had one of those regulars who always sold something, usually drugs, to all of the bartenders. <laughs> and one day he came in with a special and he's like, hey, I got a hot, fresh batch of brand new Dell laptops. I'm going to be I'm going to be selling them for four hundred dollars, four hundred dollars a pop. And I didn't have my own computer still at that point. And I took my waitressing tips and I handed him a wad of four hundred bucks. And he walked in and gave me a Dell with a scratched off serial number. Fresh batch of Dells. Oh, yeah. Straight, so. straight out of a Subaru Outback. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, and here's the thing. We'll, we'll kind of get into the normal flow of show. Today is a different day. Usually we dedicate the entire show to the topic of waitressing, bartender, cafes, counterworking. But we are charting new territory and going to enter a two episode exploratory uh, podcast about retail. Because you guys are. Wow. I know. I prepared. I prepared only restaurant shit. Oh, you're a liar. Stop <laughs> no, I, it. I absolutely am because I couldn't get arrested as even a bar, It's true. That's why you bar. premised with your with your failed POS system, if you will. <laughs> uh. Well, everybody, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Hey guys, I'm your other host, Andrea Wallace. And joining us today, causing a ruckus. He's a bit of a bad boy. Wearing well, sunglasses. No, that's that's Macklemore in the next room. Sounds great, oh, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Sounds great. But we've got joining us for the podcast, first time guest. Uh, you might know him from TV shows like Alias, Vampire Diaries. Oh my God, I Zombie. But most importantly, he worked at The Gap. Everybody, welcome yeah. David Anders. Oh. Hello, David. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Can I interest you in a uh, stone or shale colored khaki? A khaki. <laughs> a khaki. I'm looking for a. I'm looking for a flat front. Typically, you're looking for a flat, flat front. front. You're looking for a flat front. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you are you are opposite of Faye Dunaway, who called in one time and demanded. I'm. She said these words to to our manager. She said, "This is Faye Dunaway." I am going on safari tomorrow, and I need ten pair of pleated front stone-colored khaki size eight delivered immediately. <laughs> and like the manager looked around, and everybody's like, "Is this bullshit, or is this this? I mean, this sounds no no more wire hanger type shit." So uh, she was like, um, "Gang, we don't do this deliver." close to people but <laughs> this is this is Faye Dunaway who wants it and I was like I do and I took it I love too that she probably just hung up with no address she's like everyone yeah, knows totally. where Faye Dunaway lives cut to like two three years two years later 
Me and Fate Dunno, or, or as we like to call her, Dun Fade Away, were sharing the screen together. <laughs> that oh. is so full circle. It really is. And, um, I, and awesome. all, I, all, I, all I could say to her, because I was so, still so scared, was how, how, how did those pleats work out for you in, in Ghana? Wherever you were? <laughs> Hopefully, you didn't experience any camel toe. We just want to talk about a fun little tweet that came in. Brooke, you want to read this? This is pretty great. This is from one of our new listeners uh, who is bordering on uh, the side of stalker at Rage Room. And we, we know you. We love you. You are a killer tweeter. Hopefully not just a plain old killer. But uh, he he texted just saw. Sorry, he he tweeted, just saw a hungover server, realized they forgot their mask on the way into McDonald's, went back to the car and came back with their server apron tied to their head as a replacement. And all I can think of is how god awful that smell must be. Gotta, gotta <laughs> respect it. Gotta respect that, Moxie, because his his uh, modus operandus, I don't know words, uh, was to fucking clock in on time. Well, and I he, do have questions. It could have been a hungover server on their way to shift who needed McDonald's, but was not. Oh, yeah. McDo- that's I how I'm picturing it. Feed the hangover. Feed the hangover. Feed right. the hangover. You got to get a hash brown in your face. You know what I'm saying? I'm, but um, Yeah. But- I, mean, she, I was tying whatever around my face when I was like, Dude, I've already had this thing, so uh, I'm through it. I I got it like March like fifth or sixth or I don't know. Wow. When. So were you on were you on set before it all got shut down? Brooke, I'm always on set. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, I'm- the whole life's a set. Uh, that was updated. She- Bill Shakespeare is what that was. That's really Bill Bill Shakespeare, the second man in the world to get the coronavirus vaccine. (laughs) Did you hear that? That was the guy's name. Bill second person was William William Shakespeare is his name. The second person in the world to get the vaccine. I do have to say that this might also be a little bit of a uh, workaround that they discovered if you have a hangover tie your apron to your face that might snap you right out of it with some of those odors emanating from your work apron you're like okay that was like a, some smelling salts i'm back i'm back baby wow well real quick top of show business guys merch join our patreon swag. We do li- <laughs> swag baby we do live streaming shows on the patreon we live no edits it's video it's just us baby and we have four new patreon members i'll thank them real quick shout out to avery lens lauren galupo chris subtle and leela or leala i'm not sure it seems like leela grindstaff thank you so much for joining yeah, all right guys patreon. thanks so much you guys are awesome we have a few headlines before we jump into some server submitted stories. But, um, David, did you see that a local restaurant owner here in the Sherman Oaks area um, went viral this past, I think, Friday because of all the shutdowns here in Los Angeles, indoor and outdoor? Her business is not going to fucking make it. And yet to add insult to injury, a film crew had rented out the parking lot next to where her outdoor dining is shut down and under the under the crafty 
tents. They had outdoor dining for everyone working on the film crew. Sure. And I mean, she fucking lost it. And for good reason. Sure. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's just... And like it is to be noted that there are very different rules for restaurants versus yeah. film crews, but the irony, the fucking insult, slap in the face of watching people eat unmasked, literally ten feet away from your independent business that's dying, she fucking lost it. And everyone could yeah. relate and just their I, hearts went out to her. I just I hate politics more than I hate myself. That I, that's why I don't have <laughs> that's any mirrors. There are no mirrors in my house because I I, I, I don't like that guy. And and my, and my mother was a politician and all we talk, uh, all we talk is politics, but like when like little wrinkles like that are like, it's just like, can you just fucking be a human and look at it with some rationale? I mean, this is on the same level and to kind of trumpet a, a testing site here in LA got shut down so they could film a remake of she's all that also <laughs> happened. <laughs> Which we all know nothing can top the first cheese, all of that. Um, (laughs) Were you you in that? All right, guys. Let's get going with some server submitted stories. Stories. I want to be served. You do want to. (laughs) We're really good servers. Okay. This one coming in. Here we go. I just started listening to the podcast and I started from the beginning. So I'm not sure where to send this story, but I thought maybe this was a good place. Oh, you mean the email (laughs) that we tell everybody to send their stories to? We got it. it You did it. It was a good place. Okay. I'm the manager of a coffee shop and our lobby is closed right now because of COVID. And so we had this woman walk up to our drive through today on foot for a refund. She was belligerent. She was cussing, yelling at my staff. So they called me over. And as I'm giving her a refund, she's being a huge C word to me. So I got a little petty and snapped back at her and she fucking lost her mind. She reached through my window and knocked the POS system onto the ground. And then walked around to my patio and threw a chair at my window. That's that's when the C word becomes uh, you use the UNT part of that word. Use the whole thing. It is okay to see you next Tuesday all the way, baby. You know what I'm saying? So the best part is the cops said they can't do anything, even though she's on video and I have her license plate. But because there was no real damage and she's from out of state, they didn't do shit. Just thought I would share the I just thought I would share the madness that is the holiday season. It's starting already. Love the show. Can't wait to catch up. And I don't have a name on that one. Wow. (laughs) I mean, that absolutely sounds like a Starbucks. Considering they have a walk up or drive through window, it's it's probably, you know, a chain of some sort. But that is those customers technically (sighs) are a little more high strung than your like neighbor like five dollar cortado loving like i go to this i go to this place called little ripper and it's uh it's all australian surfers and, it, and it's a like- big rip off every, every, <laughs> every coffee is uh 18 to 22 dollars it is they- it's a little ripper when you drink it but it's a big ripper when it comes out <laughs> that's how i every, 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 every sip tastes like bondi beach yeah <laughs> 
I mean, this is people are I feel like this would happen whether or not there was a pandemic. I feel like this shit is just the kind of typical shit that happens a lot when people are pissed. The fucking like pushing of the POS system is very real, though. That's violent. It's it's the first thing you can reach. But I do think it's less aggressive than trying to grab someone's headset, you know, and like choke them with it. But yes, it is a it is a hot mess of a start to a holiday season, if that's what someone's like someone's beef about their peppermint latte (laughs) next story guys here we go hello everyone my name is erica and i've been working in and out of the industry since i was 12 years old from busing to covering tables as a floater so i've noticed you might have been interested in other viewpoints and thought you maybe would like mine I'm a high-functioning, autistic, mixed-race woman with ADHD and dyslexia to boot. I wasn't diagnosed until college with a dyslexia and autism, which stems from how autism testing until recently was based on studies done on men and not women, which is why you see more women getting diagnosed later in life, which I... Thank you for reiterating that. But yes, I did know that. Um, So in the industry, I was a key person since I was able to camouflage my symptoms and use it to my advantage. I can multitask like a champ and remember everything. For example, when I was working in a fast food at 3 a.m. on Cinco de Mayo, having naked customers wearing nothing other than sombreros order food uh, as I acted completely normal and took care of them, my coworkers dogged on me and said, why didn't I act or do? anything i was like i'm not the manager not my monkey or my circus (laughs) (laughs) plus they paid with a card so what do i care (laughs) if you'd like more funny mishaps or uh struggles of what it's like being an autistic person in the workplace please let me know love the podcast godspeed and good health erica (laughs) wow fuck yeah erica what a great pov for us to have this is i mean i'm still it's like you're in the perfect yeah that that monkey i I ain't your monkey or your circus yeah Yeah, not my monkey not my circus she just eyes eyes on the prize (laughs) and and that is like i do think it's a really interesting point point she brings up where the ability to stay focused on the task at hand it can be such an advantage of you know something that you might struggle with in other scenarios but really shine with in the service industry which is amazing and i yeah i hadn't thought about it like that and i'm so glad i found this email because erica yeah girl we want we want to hear more stories so please keep sending them This is my server-submitted story. Hi, ladies. I love hearing you guys bitch. Your show is excellent validation for all of us who just keep finding ourselves back in restaurants. And and for all of the anxiety I've felt over the years. Anyway, my name is Andrew. I'm from Youngstown, Ohio, and I've been serving for different restaurants in the area for about 10 years. Because this area is weird as fuck, I have a million stories to share. (laughs) So I kind of fell into my first serving job. I was 19. I had been working at McDonald's, bing, bing, for almost three years. (laughs) But I decided to take my leave after one of my fellow managers teased me Tased me me as a joke. As a joke. (laughs) 
Luckily, a new restaurant was opening and a shopping mall in the area. I applied along with a friend of mine to be bussers. They were hiring basically anyone. So we got hired on the spot. This place was super upscale, especially for the area. Youngstown is exceedingly blue collar. But thanks to old school mafia ties that still linger to this day, there are some very, very wealthy Italians in the area. And many that like to pretend that they're rich. <laughs> Which would turn out to be our main clientele because most locals find the place to be too fucking expensive. <laughs> I swear this will be important later. Anyway, uh, where was it? Uh, anyway, they had a huge opening team and gave us two weeks of paid training. They were super legit and I was all about it. But I was a busser. So, so well, technically, I was a guest assistant. <laughs> so, other than busting tables, bringing bread and getting the occasional refill I had fuck all to do. I was <laughs> apparently the best at it. Uh, <laughs> and because I was the only one not tripping on Xanax, they decided to make me the trainer and fast track me to server after that first week open. Yeah, baby. How hard could it be? Well, as I would come to find out later, uh, Hard as fuck. Uh, <laughs> this place was fucking insane when it came to server tests. Not only did you know have to know all of the 50-item wine list, but you had to know every ingredient of every dish that we served in case anyone had an allergy. I was 19. I was 19. I didn't know shit about wine. I didn't know what the fuck jicama was. I was about to give up... If, if, if it weren't for my for my saving grace that came in the form of a 67-year-old cokehead named Ron. They're all named Ron, aren't they? He was <laughs> my manic Sherpa who led me up the mountain of surfing. <laughs> Thanks to Ron, I passed my ridiculous serving test and officially was on the floor. Yes. I immediately found out two things. First, I was really fucking good server. And second, serving is stressful as fuck. I was pouring sweat throughout every shift. I, I, I thought it was just because of the wood fire grill. That was the, right behind our server station. Okay, so on my third week of serving, we had a VIP come to sit in my, in my section. I was, I, I was game because I was on a shitload of, uh, you know, what Trump's on, Adderall, and had nothing to lose. I, I, I came to find out that the person coming in was the owner of the the um, the restaurant. And uh, which is in a mall, which means that this was, in fact, the owner of the entire mall complex. A man with a local – man – with a locally famous and very Italian name who may or may not have even indicted, been indicted for white-collar crimes a time or two. Well, fuck. Okay, let's, let's put our game face on. This is our uh, this is final stretch. He ordered the most expensive items and essentially ordered the entire menu throughout his entire three-hour meal. They made certain that he was only taking... The only table that I had that night, so I was his bitch for the whole evening. And a good bitch I was. I gave that 
fucker whatever he wanted. I wanted his dirty money. So after their intense meal, he asked me over and pulled out a cigar. He asked if he could smoke in the restaurant. I says to him, I says, technically, no one is allowed to. I think it's like a $5,000 fine or something like that. And he says, fuck it, I'll pay that. And lights <laughs> his cigar and proceeds to smoke the whole thing in an open restaurant. Fucking iconic, this guy. <laughs> People wonder why I'm a socialist now. Anyway, after smoking his cigar, I gave him the bill. It was over a thousand dollars, and he gave me a three hundred dollar tip. I was nineteen, remember. He said that I was a good kid and thanked me for my service. And he was arrested for a criminal conspiracy <laughs> two weeks later. Good times. Thanks for reading my super long story. Godspeed and good tips. Andrew. Yes. Good stuff, Andy. A bit. Right? A bit, <laughs> a bit long-winded, but um, <laughs> uh, well-written. Um, speaking of writing, I actually write... Uh, I, that the fellow you're talking about who's still in the pen uh, is my pen pal. And oh, that is that is such an amazing coincidence, uh, David. Really? Yeah. How so? Just that we're I'm 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 joining in our make 'em up. Come on, let's do some make 'em ups, and then we gotta move on. <laughs> Guys, thank you as always for sending in your server submitted stories. And you can send us anything holiday related. We really, really want that over the next few weeks. Think about, you know, everything that goes crazy around the holidays leading into New Year. It's not crazy too early. Party. Exactly. Crazy people. Big reservations. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. So to mention perfect. this is usually when most people are making all their fucking money for the holiday season. Oh. And we all know that's not happening it's this so year. So sad and depressing. But uh, send them to us. Yeah, right. Sideworkpod at gmail.com. Today, we are moving into the topic. Okay, this is the service industry's half-sibling retail. Dun-dun, dun-dun-dun. <laughs> what, 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 what the fuck is retail? What is yeah. it? But also, what isn't it? You know, mm -hmm. I, I have mm -hmm. to beg that question. Um, Andrea, I've never asked or maybe i don't recall have you had any retail jobs uh, i mean i do skincare for a living which is you know my i'm still in the service industry but there's retail involved so it's like a real mashup it, you know yep. of like my former server bartender self and then the the mall rat worker i never was <laughs> um <laughs> But, you know, I do I do sell retail as part of my job. So and it's a, it is an intimidating uh, task. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie because people people want to be sold shit. But sometimes people don't want to be sold shit and they'll fucking tell you to your face that they don't want to be sold. things. Mm -hmm. And it's like you don't have to get weird about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. just trying like, to I'm just here for to help you. Doing if my you need it. Job. <laughs> um, so, David, I'm going to kick it off with a few facts and figures because I didn't know this. Did a little just just basic research on retail. So retail is one of the job sectors in the U.S. that employs 29 million Americans. Mm. That's twice the amount of people who serve food and beverage. 
And wow. I know, which is kind of mind blowing, but there are a lot of different tiers of it. So that's why it accounts for a lot more folks. So, you know, and retail can account for all size of retailers, basically from direct sale to customer, that sort of experience, all the way up to the big box stores. Um, I think the stat that I've just quoted of the 29 million people, it's probably every facet of retail. So if we're talking yeah, about folk, they, corporate right? and shit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like everyone from on the floor to the cashier to you're saying the corporate office and all of that trickle down. It's we got that restaurants and a retail like joint, like the gap where I started my, right? my lucrative career in retail, which I still am <laughs> in. Uh, it, I mean, I would imagine there was the same, same amount of people on the floor. It's stock room, fucking floor, fucking managers. Uh, uh, yeah. It's I just, mean, like if you're in the stock room, does that mean like you work in the kitchen? Like how would yeah. you even compare this? You know, they're back like, of house. Right, right. no, no, yeah. No. You're back of house. Actually a yeah, back of house and, and, and coming down here to Los Angeles from Oregon with nothing but a dance belt and a tube of chapstick and a dream. Um, <laughs> I found that fucking getting a, a waiter job or anything in a restaurant was harder than getting an acting job. Um, so it was like the next totally. thing that I was advised was like, oh, baby, you got to go retail. Um, and like <laughs> I walked into the get my first retail application after I gave up on the restaurant biz, which I... I, it's not hard to give up here. It's this is a really tough place to get a restaurant job. Totally, um, because, because really, really that's is. what every that's what every cute kid. Hey, you got a great look, kid from fucking Omaha. You got to get get out there in the pictures. Got to become a waiter first. Got to do it. everybody. Everybody is advised that. I know. I know. Meisner wrote about it somewhere. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's yeah. It's it's very very. Very competitive, and and then and then you get stuck in it sometimes because. And obviously, you like you hadn't done retail before, like moving here from Oregon, nothing of the sort. This was your this is your first. You were you were a no, retail yeah, virgin. The only job I ever had, like I, sure. I had to wash cars for an entire summer to buy my first car when I was fifteen. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. How old were you when you got to LA? Eighteen. Oh, okay. Little, yeah. little baby day. Yeah. Well, wet behind the ears. An actor in LA saw me do a couple of monologues, and mom was with me. We were just checking out LA to see if it was right for me. For me, the actor said that. Uh, well, I was not expecting that. Uh, and I'm going to tell you this, and you this too, mom. You can only be 18 once, and this good. And you need to move here, get an agent, start doing it because you can always go to school. And I'm like, hell yeah! I look at you mom, always- and my, my mom's like, really? I thought he was good. She's from Minnesota. <laughs> She's from Minnesota, so yeah. And then you're like, Aww. cut two. Cut. Like now you work at the. Now you're here, cut, and you like two, have yeah. to work at the Gap. Cut two, I, and-, and and when I walked into the Gap after being like maybe five, five restaurants. Bump, 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 bump. Oh, giving you the thumbs I, I down. Wa- okay. I walked in and tall as Nathan Griggs with recently dyed blonde hair, six foot seven if he's an inch, says, he just looks at me up and down. He said, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. 
Which gap location yeah. were you at? Uh a little location called Beverly Hills, um, oh. Brighton and Beverly. Oh. And remind, what year was this? Remind me. Ninety-nine. Oh damn, the gap was super relevant in nineteen ninety-nine. So relevant, yeah. It was all like flat fronts and like swing dancing did commercials. Shirts, those shirts and- fit you well because we pinned those bitches, and I didn't. I didn't. I I I worked the fitting rooms like it was my Jesus. Oh, Christ. okay. So, I yeah. was the so, best. So, so, can you start me a room? Can I start your room? Yeah, can <laughs> I start that your room? You- like, I, I get right out the gate because it was at the time of like capri pants and shit like this. The capris back then. We now we see the men wearing the more flooded pant, which now <laughs> in the two. 2020 well a little little shorter you know cuff if you will but yeah the capris they were not for me i'll tell you what that was not my look yeah i I, it wasn't until i got my calf implants that i felt comfortable i worked everywhere i worked worked the floor and and, you know you had to go go to the back when yakobo uh wasn't yakobo was such a sweetheart he was a denim specialist uh, and, and we, and, and it was when we had the, they, they first came out with the Ooh. fucking, the, the, the headsets. He, headsets. So you're like, Yukobo, uh, I need uh, 18,000, uh, pleated stone colored, but ripped, uh, jeans for Faye Dunaway. Faye who? Yukobo, what's it? You know, but I mean, you know, done fade away is. Anyway, yeah. But like it's it's a situation when you did I remember this with the gap when you're like getting the right fit is serious business at the gap. It <laughs> feels the right fit is like you're impossible. you're doing like, you know, hostage negotiating where you're like, I need a size twenty-eight. I need a 30 inch leg because in the fade, you know, I'm sorry, the different fades. Some have stretched, some don't. And you need someone in the back to procure those for me. You go see, just get the small, no matter what. So have you, I I just want, I can only like endure like 20 minutes of it. Cause it's like, it's like the worst lifetime movie with uh, unbelievable actresses in it. Actually one unbelievable actress. Uh, because every uh, garment at the Gap fits like Glenn Close, Glenn Close's <laughs> shirts in Hillbilly Elegy. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen it. Please do not. Please do not spoil uh, that movie by I, comparing ill-fitting shirts. Shirt that you bought at TJ Maxx for two dollars. I won't have it. Stain. I won't have it. I, this is my podcast. I won't have it on my okay, podcast. Okay, Andrea, spoiler. Her clothes are just uh, all too big. Anyway. Anyways, no, uh, I won't hear it. I'm not listening. <laughs> no, I won't hear it. You're, you're, I'm, you're, I was saving this movie for a special time in my life. Seriously? Moving on, though, with retail specifically, like there's tiers of retail jobs. So like not unlike back of house versus front of house, right. which we kind of talked about before right. in the service industry. And you make money based on better ranking positions. Right. right. So whether that you're a cashier or a retail salesperson or a supervisor, supervisor or manager. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, the, the statistics that you look up, which is interesting to compare it like like a cashier kind of might be your busser slash slash dishwasher in the service industry because they are the lowest paid members of the retail workforce. It took me like four months to figure out the POS system. And ah. this is this is this is such a sweet story. Uh, 
I, I was, it was one of my first times checking anybody out at the cash rep. And <laughs> it was my first time checking anybody out and being back there, period, without, with, without taking off the sensor of leather pants, which I put on under my jeans and then steal them for $160. I call my sensor of leather pants my vagina, by the way. That's what I call my... That's my sensor of leather pants. If there's any in the vicinity, it goes off. Man, that's, um, a, that's a coot suit riot. Uh, right? <laughs> um, okay, so, because we so, are going to so, do... A- no, no, let me finish. Let me finish this story. Oh, so, okay, so, so you were... As, as, as I'm being a... Uh, I'm, I'm not stealing I'm not stealing any leather pants at the, at the moment. I'm I'm checking out the customers. Um, and I I said to the gentleman, I, I said, uh, so, sir, I have to tell you that I am a, a huge fan of you and uh, you were an inspiration for me to come down here because uh, I'm trying to trying to do it. I think, I think I can. I, and he, and he says to his wife, what? Oh no. His wife says, no, you don't like Carl. You like Ron. You're thinking about our son, Ron. Uh, Carl, I know. One. I was like, no, it's you, Carl Reiner. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. I know. So soon. Gone too soon. Even and, though he lived a very long, full life. And then as I handed him the bag, I, um, I said, I noticed you bought uh, some of the new uh, canary yellow capris, Miss Ryan. <laughs> oh, and I looked around and I said, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> so you had your base pay and with the gap and other jobs like this was commission also a part of you, you know, upselling a bunch of jeans and khakis. And absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So no? okay. we, we were paid under $6 an hour. Um, <gasps> wow. Like the, 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 the uh, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I was raised well, but like, this is the point it got to where I was like, I, I, I'm uh, not to sell out my siblings, but I'm the, I'm the one kid. I'm the most successful kid. And I'm the one kid who has paid anything. I, I went through my college fund that I never right. went to college with in a second in LA. And yeah. I, I paid <laughs> I paid everything back with and more to my folks. Um because I I hate that hanging over me. And, and you did and, it with and, your and, gap and, wage is what you're telling I me? I did I'm with the with the gap wage it got to the point where I did, I, I just didn't want to ask anymore. I was I was buying 65 cent bags of bread from Luis's yes. Trattoria next door for Jeez. for lunch, dinner. And then they like okay. require you to wear all gap clothing right. that you have to buy right. too, right? Isn't that like a thing? Uh yeah. I mean Okay. They basically Let me set- Let me set up this point real quick, David. Okay, so here's the thing. This is part of retail culture, especially (laughs) in clothing, that is really, it's frightening and eye-opening because you get paid so poorly, like Mm. you just mentioned, especially especially in in 1999, like $6 an hour. I I literally wonder how, what, what, like, you know, 15 years, 20 years later, what, what the difference is, what, like, what, 10? 
It's I mean, up to maybe 10, 10, 12. Well, maybe because not the minimum wage hasn't raised very much. Not much. I mean, in California it has, so you're getting it here, but there's lots of other parts in the country where like that $6 an hour hasn't gone up very much in fucking 20 years, you know? Yeah. But what's what's amazing for these jobs is you get paid so poorly, but then you have to adhere to the company culture, which involves you wearing their clothing, which... Right. Um, they might give you one nice discount <laughs> on your first item, but then right. it gets like pretty okay. choppy from there. Oh, baby girl, might- baby girl, we got we got discounts at Gap, Banana, good, Banana good. Republic, Old Navy, my favorite. Okay. <laughs> right, right, but it's still fucked up to have to assume a certain lifestyle yeah. when you can't afford to live that lifestyle right. and you're selling it to people. Like, that's so fucked. Like, you know, with the service industry, like, generally, as far as restaurants, it's like we all have worked at fancy restaurants and you go through the rigmarole of that, but you can be, like, you can you just have to wear a uniform. And you, you don't have to fucking look stylish and, you know, sure. like, haha, like, yeah. Or sure. keep up or keep up with trends in yeah. fashion. Yeah. I mean, you do have to look stylish, but in a different way. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, it's like, you know, there's there's a side, like the clothing side where you have to, like, adhere to a certain, like, lifestyle and look hip and trendy. But then there's the whole retail side where you're basically dressing like an Applebee server, you know, yeah. on the floor. Like, uh, let's talk about a few um, Foot Locker. Uh, right. Well, a referee. You dress like a referee. <laughs> Yeah, sure. can we talk about your like which retail uniform just across the board what? makes you feel the worst for the employee? Because mine mine was Foot Locker. I feel so oh, you, you terrible feel for those. Wow. I feel I never did, but I just feel so bad for those fake referees selling I'm, shoes. I'm a I'm a, I mean, I'm a huge sports fan, but I mean I you know I'm I'm, I'm all state and shit. I was never going to be a referee. Yeah, but let's, <laughs> that guy can't <laughs> call those employees can't down. make legit calls. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> I mean Target to me Target is like the that's like that's like an Applebee's uniform in my mind. They ruined you know? they ruined <laughs> red and khaki, which never looked great together, anyways. <laughs> They just made it worse is what you're... They really did. Talking about a retail outfit, can we quickly describe what a Blockbuster employee looked like? Well, that that, that's... um, that's, uh, That is a blue short sleeve polo. A peak blend with maybe a a bright yellow trim because your work shirt looked like the boxes that the videos and DVDs we used to rent in person... That was the logo. And for you young women, Hollywood video as well. Hollywood video. They also had uniforms. That's such an offshoot of retail too. That's like not a, it's like it's retail, but it's, it's like, it's like up on its own pedestal, you know? (laughs) Oh my God. All right. So a lot in common with restaurant you know, language, logos, the way you might address customers if you're at a corporate place or based yep. on the way an independent restaurant or bar might want you to talk to customers. Did the Gap have its own corporate language and retail <laughs> language that you used? Well, it was like, welcome to Gap. Uh, nah, I mean, it's just like anything. It's like you personally, okay. you, you, you make it your own. You know what I mean? Is there anything I oh, cool. Help? Is there anything I can help you with? Let me know. My name is David. That's That's really the... The roast kind of thing. And you know what? Right. You know what? It was so weird. Like when you do that to when someone of note comes in and I learned that a lot from a lot when you're just doing your job and people can be dicks and like, I'm never a dick. Like I'm, if someone comes up to me on the street, 
which is more than you'd think, like <laughs> two more than you'd think. And like, I'm asking for their number. What's their Facebook account? How can we stay in touch? And we're like, dude, we just wanted a picture. <laughs> um, <laughs> what type of salesperson were you? I, I, I was good unless I was hungover. Even when I was hungover, I do, I, I do my fucking job. And I was, as I, been my entire life brutally honest because I mean I lie for a living and tell the truth is a hobby but it's like if we're talking about clothes sweetie doll why are you in the gap in the first place okay <laughs> oh no you worked at the gap and just threw shade I mean Club Monaco is just like a couple steps up but it is <laughs> like a mile up garment wise you know what I mean um, but that's why I'd be honest in the fitting rooms. And then when, when I came back from Rockney, uh, my huge Rockney tour, uh, I, I Rockney like a hurricane. Shut up, David. Nice. Um, nice. I, I didn't have a job. I, I, I wasn't on tour anymore. And Jessica had moved to anthropology and I was like, can I get a job at anthro? And she's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I built the whole home side of the place, like the new rooms, Ooh. which was cool, like designing. Uh, I'm I'm a pretty good interior designer gang. And uh, once that was done, it was like, you're on the floor now, bud. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no more no more backstage fun for you. Now you got to get back out there with, well, the, uh, with the animals. You'd be amazed because, <laughs> you know, it was in the back stage was the fitting rooms and that's where i succeeded more often than not sometimes were you just like you look great let me spray you with some perfume girl those pants we will end on this could you name upsides of having a retail job versus the downsides you should fucking see my jean and sweater wall. Sometimes I don't even yes. want to get sometimes I don't even want to get dressed in the morning because it's immaculate. I don't want to ruin it. Okay. You know? So a life skill you've taken away is insane. Like the way you dress yourself is probably the way you learn to merchandise. No, I mean I No, it sounds like that. Don't argue with me. You are probably the king of folding. Yeah, Especially if it's, you had and, it when, since you were 18 years old, right. you had these skills. Like something tells me that like you're and yeah, I'm yeah. A, I'm once a, you learn how to fold like that, you never forget. I'm sure and my my junk drawer, every, everything's at a right angle. So this has been going on a while. <laughs> there you go. There's a lot of like moving and shifting and tweaking and folding and like, smoothing. Like, this goes that that's better. Yeah. I haven't gotten to the point where it's like, like, like flicking the switch yet. I'm like you have to unlock your closet before you like go into it, like a dressing room. <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, David, thank you so much for making time to talk yeah, with David. us. I know that your retail experience is like a magical land well behind you, you know, but they are the jobs that shape us. And yes. so many people have these jobs currently. They did it as a starting point for, you know, and some people love retail. They stay there and they move up the chain. Yeah. So it's really fun to talk about the connections between, you know, these two types of service where one is you're selling people sweaters 
you know, and the others were giving people entrees and drinks. I can't, I, I'll bliss, bliss, bliss button with this, this very sweet story because uh, it's like two years, two years into Alias, two years away from the gap, two years into Jesus. I, I got my SAG card and I did learn how to hit marks from Tony Award and Emmy Award and Golden Globe Award winning actors and J.J. Abrams and and uh, uh, someone in my family gave me a Gap gift card for twenty. <laughs> you worked there. Yes, uh, and, that's good. And I, I go into not just a Gap. I go into the Gap. My Gap. The Gap. My that is Gap. How you do it. And the cutest, the little sweetest guy is behind the cash wrap working it much better than me. And he was like, oh my God, oh my God, are you Sark from Alias? I was like, yeah, dude, I am. So, oh my God, oh my God, guys. I shouldn't yell. No, I used to yell all the time. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, I used to work here, dude. I worked here, that was like two years ago. 18, it was amazing. 19, a little bit of 20, maybe. I don't know. And, and you, look at you. And you're like, and you, you can go anywhere. Yeah, kid. that's exactly what it was. I was like, what are you trying to do? He's like something in the arts. It's like, well, I, you know. You, you have, Just you, like you, keep you, your, yeah. You have such self-doubt in anything, uh, entertainment and anything in this town. So just keep your eye on the prize. And don't take and totally, you know, don't take no we for an talk, answer. You know, David, we talk a lot about uh, all the time about the being in the restaurant industry and, you know, and we'll say it now, even in the retail industry shapes you to be a better human being mm. and to get your eye on the prize and interact with people that you may not have had in. God, put in, put, been put in situations where you are, you're treated like shit, you're treated well, but no matter what, you have different perspective and it makes you a better human being. Right, right. Bad customer experiences are not just for the service industry. As we all know, I think retail workers get punched down on way harder. You guys, like, thank you again for listening. We hope you really enjoyed this retail part one. We'll have a second episode coming at you next week. It's been super fun, Brooke, like diving in to this top, this wild, wild topic with David. Uh <laughs> And I'll, yeah, I'll get into yeah. it. And there are so many perspectives to cover. And we hope that this topic will like, you know, maybe get you guys interested in that part of your brain activated. Worry if you also worked retail, let us know if you want to hear more about it. And we will see if that's some additional stuff we can work on for a Patreon or another podcast. Who knows? Well, you know what we say at the end of every episode? Well, and we'll say it again if we didn't already. Yeah. Godspeed. And good tips. And clean lines. And good commission. Yeah, baby. And keep them up.